If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call TIP today on 1-800-938-007. And you're welcome back to TIP today. It's time for gardening and uh, Alton Nesbeth from Centenary Home and Garden joining me now. Good morning to you, Alton. Morning, Frank. I was looking forward to this, a break from budget and all of that kind of stuff. You're going to cheer us up, I hope, Alton. Uh, trees and shrubs, a uh, great display for the autumn, particularly with the berries. Exactly, and uh, this is a lovely time of year, and colours are starting to come into a lot of berries that are, 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 are being developed now at the moment. Now, there's lovely trees that have, have a great display. I, I love even just the, the common white thorn it is lovely. And you also have a lot of red, purpley red berries on it at this time of the year. And see, whitethorn is a great tree because um, it's quite a hardy one because it's an easy one to grow. It doesn't grow too large either. Now, there's a lovely one called Paul Scarlet, which has lovely pink flowers out of it, pinky red flowers out of it, and lovely kind of almost a mushroom-shaped head head that that develops on it. Mm. But then this this time of the year, you'll have the fantastic um, uh, red berries on it. Um, which really give a good display. And they're fantastic for the wildlife as well. I mean, um, for, they're, they're a great tree for bees as well as um, for the blackbirds and the thrushes as well. Um, so they're a great feed source for, for a lot of the wildlife um, over the winter months as well. So there's a lovely thing then as well. If you want a kind of a smaller tree mm. to have in your garden, there's a lovely one called Cotoniaster hybridus pendulus. Now, this is a lovely weeping um, cotoniaster. And this has a, um, it's a lovely, what, what I like about it is there's always colour on it uh, throughout the whole year. So in the, in the springtime, spring, summer, you'll have a massive white flowers out of it. And then in the autumn time, you'll have um, lovely bright, big red uh, berries that will just kind of hang down um, from the tree as well. And, it, and it's a lovely evergreen tree right through the winter months as well. There's lovely foliage right through the winter. It's a fantastic tree for a small garden that you don't want to have too large a larger tree in it. Only goes to about 12 foot high and lovely cascading branches on it then uh, throughout the whole winter then as well. Um, it's a very easy easy tree to grow. Other trees then, if you're in a very exposed area, or um, the mountain ash, uh, the sarabuses. These are, are, you can get them in lovely pink berries or uh, red berries or even yellow as well. So there's a um, uh, uh, pink panther is the, is, the, is the pink berried one, of course. And then you have um, uh, what's one called um, uh, golden uh, showers, which is particularly nice as well, or uh, uh, Joseph Rock, which is the red berried, berried one as well. Um, again, uh, if you want another, there's a lovely shrub as well um, that's quite popular in, in gardens, and an unusual one, really, because it has lovely purple berries on it. And this is a thing called Colicarpa. And Colicarpa is, is um, an acid-loving plant, really. Um, and that um, is good if you plant that into kind of an ericaceous compost. But you'll have these lovely bright purple berries on it um, right uh, through the autumn plant. So it's a fantastic thing to have the different coloured berries um, in your garden. And this also is very good for the wildlife to feed through the, 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 the harsh winter months as well um, to, to have a, a good stay. Um, now, uh, what I like as well, this time of the year, we have um, a lot of harvesting uh, this and there with mm. the fruit trees and things like that. But there's also uh, cob nuts, these the hazelnuts that you can grow as well. And this year particularly, because I have them growing at home myself, but um, there's, there's absolutely an abundance of fruit from, coming from them. Um, and the cob nuts are great. Um, they're much larger hazelnut, 
uh, that, that you can, can harvest from. And these are things that you don't even have to maintain or, or, or mine or anything like that. They'll keep producing loads of fruit in, uh, in late, late autumn as well. Um, and a thing called mulberry tree, which is a lovely large, it's almost like a stately tree really. And um, that's a quite good tree as well. And that will have loads of berries on it as well. Um, or even the black walnut. Um, it's another type of um, uh, uh, kind of a, 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 a walnut tree, which grows quite large as well. Again, these these are trees for more for kind of more estate gardens, or, or even if you have a large large garden, uh, these will fill up, fill up an area quite well for you. Somebody wants to know about repotting an orchid. Uh, the flower has just dropped off, and they're wondering what the story is on that. Yeah, with um, when the or- when the flowers start fading in an orchid, it's very important to cut off the flower stalk right down to the very base of the orchid. So you remove the flower stalk that, that has faded. Um, again, when you're repotting um, an orchid, it's very, these, have, um, these almost like lift themselves up out of the pot. And they have these aerial roots um, on the, the orchid itself. So generally what, what I tend to do is leave them as, as long as possible in the container but they're on, until they start lifting themselves up out of it um, with these aerial roots then it's time to repot it and only use it into the next size container. Don't go too large because what happens is you get too, too um, large uh, large pot and the, the roots have too much, um, the aerial roots have too much room to, to grow and what happens is then all it produces is foliage and no flowers. So the roots always have to be really contained tightly as much as possible. Use an orchid compost. It's like a bark compost, really. Um, and always plant them into a um, translucent uh, container so that the um, uh, roots, the aerial roots, will tend to um, photosynthesize uh, quite well. So then you, you get plenty of more flowers by doing that as well. Um, always water at the very base of, of the orchid pot as well. Always, I always keep them fairly damp. So I usually use a saucer and just plenty of just rainwater at the very base of the, base of the container so that they, it kind of goes up uh, up the uh, capillary uh, action uh, from the base of the container. So it always remains damp. Um, mist the foliage regularly as well because they, you don't want too much dry foliage um, with the orchids. And uh, feed with a, a, um, you can get a winter orchid feed and, and a summer orchid feed. So this time of year you start feeding with the uh, winter orchid feed. Lister says, during the warm weather, Elton, something attacked my lawn. There's now a black weed of some sort. I believe it's called plantain. Um, it's all over the lawn. How do I get rid of it? It's destroying the lawn. Yeah, plantain is a, it's a broad-leafed leaf thing, but it has this tall spike of a, a, bla- a dark flower that comes up on it. Um, now, plantain yeah, is quite invasive, but um, it's quite easy to treat. Um, I would always, um, uh, uh, listen, three days after mowing the lawn, allow the, the plantain to leaf up quite well um, and then spray it with a thing called dicofar. Now, this takes about three weeks for, this, for, for that to work on it. So you leave the lawnmower pie for three weeks, allowing the, the dicofar to, to get down to the root system and, and you see the, the leaves twisting and contorting uh, within three weeks. And then you can lower down the, the lawnmower after that, after three weeks, so to keep the lawn in check. Um, so use a thing called dicofar. Um, it takes about three weeks for it to work on it, um, uh, and that will do a very good job on any any plantain or that creeping buttercup is quite invasive as well, or um, a, a dandelions or docks. Another listener says, I have two uh, plant containers which I bought in spring. They've not grown much and have developed yellow tips on all of the leaves. Um, they're outside a north-facing door. They were well-fed and well-watered. Uh, I bought good compost for the containers. What can I do to help them survive? 
Really, um, now, with, with feed, I would do less feeding coming into the wintertime. Um, now, just to, but really to revitalise everything, really, and to give it uh, more vigour and, and, and much healthier growth, I would all, always feed with an acid feed. Something like um, morasid or a thing called um, uh, the, the rhododendron azalea feed, liquid feed, or anything to do with seaweed as well. Uh, a liquid seaweed base is quite good. Um, so feed, feed them with that just to promote much healthier growth, much um, healthier foliage as well. So um, something like sequester of iron is quite good. That's a very good feed um, going, in, going into the autumn, winter, um, so that um, you don't force on any soft growth as such. So again, just feed lightly with, with the uh, sequester of iron. I have a peony rose tree. Do I trim it back now and how far do I go? Uh, with the peony roses, um, they, they tend to die back uh, to, to the main stems of it. So any foliage that is, is gone, but rust, they tend to get a lot of rust or, or um, a black spot on, on, the, on the foliage. So what you're going to do is really do a tidy up on it. So get, get rid of any um, dead or, or, or damaged uh, branches off the peony rose tree, um, just back to the main stem. And, and that will just encourage lovely uh, clean uh, growth then in the springtime. Give it a feed um, as well at this time of the year. Just a, 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 just a, a fistful of sulfate of potash at the base, base of the peony rose. Um, and that will just force it to produce loads of flowers for you, for you next year. Any of the tree peonies, they're very good if you grow them um, up through something, uh, up through another plant or, or, or even an uh, obelisk, so that it gives us support. Uh, because they tend to get very top-heavy or the flowers when they start to form, the, the, the weight of the flower tends to break the branches on it. So it's very important to give it support as, as it's going then in the springtime. All right, final one, if you would. Uh, what's the best food for a jasmine plant? Uh, some of the leaves are turning yellow. Yeah, really with the jasmines, um, now there's, there's um, uh, jasmine nudiflorum um, or, or officinalis. They, they, uh, will be, the foliage will be dying back in those uh, coming into the autumn time. So really um, just encourage good healthy growth in it. Just put in your fertiliser at the very base of it. Uh, that will just encourage good growth then in the springtime. But at this time of year, the foliage tends to die back anyway. On it. So just keep keeping it nice and tidy. Uh, remove any, any dead or, or, or damaged uh, uh, branches on, on the um, uh, jasmine. That will just keep it looking keen so that you don't get any mildew or, or, or tritis on it. So, again, just feed with the poultry in your fertiliser at the base of the jasmines. That will just make it much more vigorous than in the, in the springtime. Always good to talk to you and uh, happy gardening, Alton. Thank you for that. That's uh, Alton Nesbitt there from Centenary Home and Garden. The winner of our marvellous prize today, the Talbot Fitness Centre at the Talbot Hotel in Clanmill. And uh, four months of uh, free fitness and uh, jacuzzi and swimming pool and all of that going to Mandy Hallisey in Clonmel. Well done to you, Mandy. I hope you enjoyed that. And don't forget, you can have four months uh, leisure membership now at the moment if you make contact with the hotel for the price of three. That's it for me. Emma produced Ali looks after our content. Stephen is on the way with the time tunnel. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Be good now, won't you? Bye-bye. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.